Hi, I'm Jared Binnikheim. You may be asking yourself, why isn't the episode playing? What the hell is this? Why is he just talking in that way? I feel like I'm being sat down and talked to like I'm a two-year-old. Well, sit down, little boy or girl. Whichever you are, maybe you're both. I don't care. We're going to tell you about our, our little thing that we go through here called Anchor. Anchor is what we use to bring the podcast to you, whether it's Fireside or What an Oddcast or Anthony's soon-to-be CLT Sandwich. Whatever it is that you decide to listen to, this is what we use. Um, it allows you to uh, broadcast wherever you want to. It's pretty simple for using a podcast. You know, I, uh, you know, you throw up your audio, send it out. Uh, it verifies through Spotify or Apple, Google, wherever you want to broadcast to. Honestly, it'll send it to. You. Um, and it's pretty simple. You know, really, uh, it even lets you record through the app if you want to. So if you're on the go and you don't have any other way, you can just call. You can use the app to do everything, and uh, you can download it later and edit it out do whatever you want to do there super simple on your first sponsor it even gives you sponsorship guys did you know that i have jeremy and jess james with me <laughs> did you know that guys you can get sponsored through the app i know did i didn't know that that is amazing totally not reading cue cards so with uh with anchor it'll actually give you sponsorship your first sponsor being anchor itself uh, but it'll help uh, get you out there, get you used to how to make ads. So if you're a podcaster like us, then you can kind of get used to how things will work uh, for ads and things like that. But uh, you can find it. At, uh, you can download it on any Play Store, anything like that. Just the Anchor app. Uh, or you can even go to anchor.fm. Uh, which, if you're there, check us out. What an Oddcast, Fireside Chat with Jokey Pants, and uh, you even have soon-to-be CLT Sandwich. Uh, and you can check us out there. You can leave a comment. You can... Uh, actually leave us like basically what's like a voicemail we'll, we'll actually use it and play it on the show that's something else you can do um, or you could even help sponsor the show uh, you can actually get sponsorship right through Anchor itself uh, so you could even check us out there and do that I would like to add to um, to this spot and say that Anchor um, is actually an all-in-one platform where you can create, distribute, and monetize your podcast from any device exactly. for free Say what? Yeah. yeah. Doesn't cost anything. Isn't that great? That's pretty neat. But that's all I had to say. And uh, I thank you for taking this minute to just kind of talk with us. You go on and enjoy yourself. Destiny is I just want to mention here that you can find us at oddcastmedia at gmail.com. You can also find us at oddcast and on Twitter. Uh, we also ha uh, There's also Jammer underscore Jokey Pants on Instagram. I've been posting some things there. Uh, we also have the Facebook page, Oddcast Network, or YouTube, Oddcast Network. And, uh, hey guys, what's the other thing we have? YouTube. I'm going to punch you A in the face. A great sense of humor. <laughs> I'm going to punch <laughs> you both. 
We have Patreon. Patreon. We have Patreon. Oh. You guys can help support the show for as little as $2 a month. Uh, you know, $2 a month, it's something to help put towards us doing the show. Uh, we have the second show, Fireside Chat with Jokey Pants, we put out as well. Uh, Anthony has one that's kind of in the works of concept and things. Uh, going to Patreon helps us be able to do all these and continue to do them. Uh, as well as uh, do some more stuff with YouTube. Uh, James actually has a project that I'm working with him on right now uh, that we should have uh, that we're hoping to have up, uh, you know, this month. Uh, so that'll be something else we're gonna that I'm working on right now. Uh, but you know, go into that Patreon, two dollars a month, guys. It's just something to help out the show. Uh, we love doing this stuff, uh, and we love that you know you guys have been listening. You guys have been giving it a chance. Execute order sixty six. You are not prepared! It's over 9,000! You're listening to an Oddcast. Welcome to What an Oddcast. My name's Jared Minikheim. Joined with me as always, Anthony, Denny, and Jeremy. Hello. Hello. Uh, and how are you? How are you guys doing today? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing fantastic. Nothing too crazy. How are you doing? You know, I'm doing pretty good. Um, and I know Anthony here just bought a new transformer thing because that's what Anthony does. <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> There's so a little before bit. Before we of... get into this, speaking of buying stuff, so. I got an email today from Amazon saying that my package is being delivered. Oh, what package? I haven't ordered anything soon. This is weird. There was some Shovel Knight Amiibos that I ordered January 2018. (laughs) Oh, my God. That are coming here, that are coming to my house Thursday. (laughs) You ordered what? Well, Shovel Knight uh, is an indie game. A little Amiibo for my Switch. Yeah. And it a fun game. I love the game. <laughs> and it was like, it's been almost two years since I bought them. Wow. Hi, Amazon and here. Finally... Remember that thing you ordered two years ago? Hey, well, we got it ordered and sent to you now. Like, oh, gee, thanks. I ordered that, I mean, be... forever ago, but thanks. It'll be here Thursday, and I'm so excited. <laughs> Sorry we're a bit late. Hope you'll give us five stars. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna tweet Yacht Club games. <laughs> I'm be like, hey, after two wow. years, look what I got. But see, I don't think I've ever had anything that I've ordered that took that long that they didn't just cancel because it took too long. <laughs> well, at this point I was too stubborn to cancel it. Because, you know, and I just forgot about it, apparently, because, bam. Yeah, so did Amazon and the company that's selling it. <laughs> apparently, Jesus <sighs> criminy. Uh, so before we get into our topic, which I'll get into what we're talking about today, uh, there is one thing that I wanted to bring up uh, that was revealed uh, just uh, yeah, just uh, the other day uh, that I thought was kind of, uh, that I thought was kind of interesting. It's a little factoid for the Marvel movies that... I don't really know what kind of part it's going to play in anything, but I thought it was interesting. Actually, two things, but they're real quick. Uh, so number one, 
uh, they revealed that because they reve- uh, they released the uh, the script that they had for Endgame. Uh, something that they didn't really mention, but uh, was there, was that uh, three people that were affected by that snap that got snapped: Wong from Doctor Strange, Jane Foster, and Thunderbolt Ross were all snapped. Which Ooh. means they came back all five years later when they all got brought back in Endgame. So I think that's going to have something to do with why Thunderbolt Ross becomes Red Hulk. I have a feeling that when he went away, he got replaced and decided to go in a different means to get back uh, to what he was doing. Just my <laughs> theory on that one. Uh, and I think that's also going to have something to do with why Jane can pick up Thor's hammer in the next Thor movie. Because that's already been confirmed, so... Uh, the other I mean, thing, if she's the same Jane. True. Uh, well, I mean, it happened in the comics. She got cancer, and then she was found worthy because she she knew the balance between life and death. So then it found her worthy. Um, the other thing was that old man Cap's age was finally revealed with this. Oh, how old is he? <clears throat> Setting. Old man sits on park bench, looking over Hudson River. Falcon walks up to Bench, sees old man. Hey, what's going on, Cap? Old man turns around, turns turns to be Captain America, 112 years old. Damn. He is 112. <laughs> the serum keeps him, ages him slower, so he's 112 years old. It's amazing. Wow. That he looks is, great. He does. <laughs> does that account the years prior to him getting in, getting involved, and then getting injected with the serum, which makes him into the superhero, and also the time that he spent frozen in ice and all that's that? That's including and then all just of to it. go back in time. That's including everything. That's including all of it, because when he went back in time, they uh, the way they calculated by the time he went uh, when he went under the ice, he was in his twenties or so. Uh, then you have he's in ice, and then he gets brought out, and then he goes back in time to live his life over again. Uh, I think they said from like the 50s or 60s, something like that. Uh, but all said and done, going back to that same time that Endgame was, which was five years from Infinity War, so it's like 2023 by then. Uh, he's 112 years old, collectively. <laughs> that serum keeps him from aging like a normal person. Uh, so he looks like he's only like maybe seventies, uh, but he's actually a hundred and fucking twelve years old. So I thought that was kind of cool, uh, something that got revealed there. Uh, so today, gentlemen, uh, we're gonna cover over something that I've had people ask me about. I've avoided doing it just because I knew that it, <laughs> it was long, <laughs> confusing as fuck, and I just didn't want to get into it right away. We're gonna be talking some cod zombies. Uh, it's going to be a multi-parter, and to clarify, this is the what they classify as the Aether storyline, because there's two main storylines that they've established now. Uh, this will be the Aether storyline, which is more of uh, the one that most people will know, the one that got caught up in. It's the one that branches off and gets weird by the time you get to two because if, you, if you've played Call of Duty Zombies, if you played the last map on Black Ops 2... Uh, which was called Origins. That's where the storyline... That's a good map. 
It is. And that's where the storyline mixes things. Um, this storyline is, is like a mixture of what that timeline is plus the timeline that we that we would have known beforehand, which was World at War and Black Ops 1. So this is going to get weird, but we're going to break it down as best we can. Uh, but I just wanted to clarify that for the time being, this multi-parter will be that storyline because uh, there's a whole nother one and I didn't want to do both at the same time because they're both long as fuck to cover over. So we're going to do Aether. That's to clarify that because <laughs> they've retconned a lot of shit and they've added more shit. Like there's, there's a lot that they've done with that fucking thing. Um, but if you play zombie, if you don't know what Call of Duty is and you don't know what zombies are, uh, I don't know why you're listening to this at all then, unless you're just curious. Uh, but zombies itself, um, well, you play as four characters and it's, uh, you know, defeating the wave of zombies, getting to the highest round that you possibly can make it. Uh, and then if you're a major nerd gamer like I was, you do Easter eggs, and that's how you learn any of this uh, extra shit that we're going to talk about. Uh, but the four Can characters... I just say, uh, oh, what, what's that? Uh, fuck Moon for Easter eggs. <laughs> oh, we're going to talk a little... Moon actually comes up very quickly in this. Uh, but the characters that you play as uh, uh, are Dempsey the Marine... You have Chakio, the Japanese soldier, Rick Tovin, the German scientist, and then you have Nikolai, the tough Russian soldier. Uh, you know, Nikolai. <laughs> Snipers wear diapers, but they get all the ladies, huh? <laughs> Dude, <laughs> Nikolai's my fucking favorite. I, I also love Nikolai, like, when you played uh, the theater map... And you start, and you killed off like the little gas guys, and whenever it started to smell, he's like, "Oh, you smell like my third wife." <laughs> like, dude, think, who the I fuck are you playing... marrying? <laughs> I think Nikolai was the default second character because I think I always ended up playing as Nikolai before they did it like randomly. Um, I love Nikolai. Yeah, I don't know. You know, to be completely honest, I don't. I know that the first zombies map ever to do a backstory here. Um, was Natchter on Toten was the only zombies map at first. Uh, you just had this l- demolished building. You played as a, a U.S. soldier, and you were just killing the zombies, doing the best you could. Uh, then they released Shino Numa, uh, Doris, and uh, Farukt, uh in DLC later on, and that added more stuff like the Pack-A-Bunch machine and perks and all this other crazy shit. Uh, and then as the games went on, they just made it more and more elaborate of things that you could do, bigger maps and shit like that. So, huh. So getting into this, gentlemen, let's start the story of the Zombies Aether storyline, part one. About damn time we started the show. Uh, (laughs) In the dawn of time, there was the Aether and the Keepers. The Keepers guarded the Aether from any who sought to use its power. Now, two of these Keepers will be important characters that come up quite a bit here. One of these went by the name Dr. Monty. The other, the Shadow Man. Keep those names in mind. They will come up a lot. Now, In the Aether, the Keepers created something called a Summoning Key, a device that allowed the user to manipulate the Aether as you chose, which gives the wielder power over reality itself. They used this power to create what would be known 
as Agartha. Sort of like their home, oh basically. And since I they prefer Elena. Like, oh my god. Now top notch comedy when you come here. <laughs> you know, it's actually funny that you say that. Um I was listening to a podcast recently and uh they they've been doing it a lot longer than us. And at one point they brought up a half brother and one of the guys was like, Oh, what is it? Like his top half, bottom half? And they immediately broke out laughing and he's like, That's what I'm here for. I don't do research or anything good. I'm just here to try to bring some laugh. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know anything. I just try to bring the laughs. <laughs> God damn it! Hey, every little bit helps. <laughs> <sighs> now, in a creating uh, creating Agartha, uh, basically because it was the dawn of time, and there was nothing else. This became the basis for anything that was or going to be. Basically, now Agartha is where the keepers continue to use the Aether to mold the universe. Uh, you know, basically making the multiverse and making different ways that things were going to go. Dr. Monty led the led the keepers in finding the best route for the universe. You know, something that was less chaotic, something that would work for everyone. But unfortunately, like anything else that ever fucking happens, there was a splinter group of keepers that discovered the Dark Aether, which was a parallel dimension opposite of Agartha. Uh, a yang to the ying, if you must. There's always one. There is always something like that that will fucking happen. Uh, is it perfectly balanced as all things should be? Well, this led to an inner war amongst the Keepers. Those who wanted to use the Dark Aether, led by the Shadow Man, and the Good Keepers, the ones who wanted to use things for good, which was led by Dr. Monty. <sighs> Dark Aether was considered an energy beneath all creation. Now, anyone who decided to use Dark Aether would become immediately corrupted, losing all any sign of ever being who they were and mutating and evolving into what would later become the malevolent Apothecons. Dr. Monty, seeing that this has happened to his good friend the Shadow Man, decides to try to help him. But of course... He was not able to be helped, and this led to the quote-unquote war for Gartha. Hmm. Well, that's an interesting theory on how the dinosaurs died. <laughs> so now, while this war is going on, you know, everybody's fighting. You have the corrupted keepers that are, you know, corrupted by that dark aether who want to crea- uh, cause chaos, destruction, blah, 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 evil. Ah, yeah, girls. <laughs> now, the Apothecons decide to build what was what would become known as the Aether Pyramid. Uh, we all know the Aether Pyramid if you played Black Ops 1 and you played the map Moon. Oh, look at that fucking shit. Yes. Uh, I'm not going to go into spoilers because it'll be something that we dive into deeper later. Uh, but that's something to keep in mind that this pyramid was uh, is something you found on, on the map moon. We'll get into how it got there. Uh, they build this pyramid. The device was made to capture absolute power and the means to absorbing that power in the aether itself so that they could use it. This was the reason for the war breaking out as the Apothecons chose to use this pyramid to absorb the Aether and take that power for whatever they chose. And, uh, you know, that obviously was not seen as a good thing by all the people who were like, no, 
we need to make things good and neutral. And, you know, you have them being, you have these apothecons being like, no, everything needs to be death, destruction, mayhem. Like, this is what we need to do. Now, the war breaks out. And as the war comes to a close, the apothecons decide that they need to hide this pyramid. So what do they do? They put this pyramid on a moon in another on universe. Moon. <laughs> on another universe far away from the keeper's eye. And then the apothecons and the shadow man are all banished to the dark aether where they continued to mutate and evolve being corrupted more and more by the dark aether power. Now that doesn't sound like that plan worked out for them. Oh no. That sounds like child support. (laughs) Oh my God. I'm sorry. It does. (sighs) Jesus Christ. Now the keepers that were left in Agartha who were not corrupted, just the regular keepers, they would later become known and take on the mantle of guardians to watch over the Aether and Dark Aether to make sure that things would stay neutral. Of course, that is not what happened. Because if that's what happened, there would be no zombie game. So, what ends up happening is the Apothecons in the Dark Aether create meteors and they scatter these across space and time. Do you know what that Aether contained? Mm, I, have, I have a guess, but I'm, I'm going to let you say. <laughs> All right. Well, they use the Dark Aether to make these meteors, spread them across the universe, and it, <laughs> they contained Element 115. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you don't know, Element 115 is something that will be of big importance. Uh, it's a very it's basically dark aether broken down into something that can be used by anyone or thing if you know what you're doing with it. They did this in order to cause chaos uh, throughout the universe. They send it to Earth's they send it to Earth chaos. in the hopes that humanity in one day in one of the many universes would utilize 115 to wage war on each other and create a rip in time and space so that they could once again roam free. <laughs> Well then, and all of this is done unbeknownst to the now guardians, once uh, keepers. They have no idea that these meters have been sent out. They have no idea what's going on. It's all done in secret so that they can try to have their way again. Now let's jump to the Great War, January fifteenth, twelve ninety-two. The Great War between humanity and the Apothecons broke out across all dimensions, and a Sir Pablo Moranis. Who led the who led humanity against these apothecons to try to save humanity is saved from a margwa, which uh, is a three-headed demonic tentacled monster. Uh, you'll actually know this creature if you played, uh, I believe, Black Ops Three, the first map. Uh, it's the thing that just kind of pops out and you have to shoot its heads off. Uh, that thing. If you know it, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. If not, uh, just look it up. Uh, it's pretty terrifying. Uh, anyway, <laughs> he's attacked by one. Too spoopy, five me. Yeah. He's attacked by one and saved by four heroes known as the Primus. Cough, cough. Uh, <laughs> you'll know the Primus again. <laughs> I immediately thought that when I saw Primus. <laughs> I just immediately had the South Park theme playing in my head. Just, I just thought regular Primus. Ah, uh, that's a little music joke. 
but the Primus, you'll know uh, if you played Origins, it was Takio. It was the people that look like Takio and Dempsey in them, uh, but from an ancient time, he had the four staffs. Uh, those were the Primus. They were the four heroes that helped stop the Apothecons uh, and save humanity. So now we fast forward again, December 31st, 1299. After seven years of war, the Great War comes to an end. The Primus, humanity, and the Keepers, a.k.a. the Guardians, as we established there, are able to defeat the Apothecons and seal them back into the Dark Aether where they once were and belong. After this, the Primus instruct the Wolf King, who was... uh, Yes, he, he helped with... Uh, he, he was another leader of the humanity there. Uh, they instruct him to begin building his mighty castle. This castle would later be known as Der Eisentrasch, or Iron Dragon, which is a map that, again, came up in Black Ops 3. It's the giant fucking castle you have to feed the dragon heads. Uh, it's an annoying-ass fucking map. Uh, now, question. <laughs> do you think they least. built the map first before the lore, or did they come with the lore first and then build the map? Uh, see, this is where uh, things get mixed up uh, because after Black Ops Two, that's when the storyline really—that's when this storyline became established. Uh, because before that, there was this didn't exist. So this is a sen- this is basically the alternate timeline that they did, uh, and they mixed it in with the new one to make this new kind of lore that we're discussing here. So what they did is they came out with COD zombies first because everyone wants to shoot zombies, and they figured mixing Nazis and zombies together would be cool. Then they realized there was a huge success for that because a lot of people were just playing COD for that. They did it again in 2, I believe, and then everyone's just like playing again for that. And then they're like, all right, cool, let's put some lore behind it. Let's get involved into this. Well, I mean, there had been lore in it kind of with World at War. It it was kind of just like there were some things they'd hint at, and then Black Ops 1, they expanded on it. Uh, And then Black Ops 2, they expanded on it again because of the ending of 1, and that's where things got all... Basically, that's where this came from, is Black Ops 2, because then they were like, okay, so we have another game coming, and we have this stuff planned out, and then they started making this, so that's where we're at here. Um, so several, uh, several years later, upon the death of the Wolf King, uh, the king's loyal servant Arthur would burn and scatter his bones around the castle, per his request. Now we jump in time again, now to 1885. We're going to 1885, yee We're going to talk about the blacksmith, Jebediah Brown, who lived in a small modern town known as Purgatory Point in the Old West. <laughs> Funny thing about Purgatory Point is them there mines were overly corrupted by Element 115. Uh, of course, uh, due to this, uh, anyone who attempted to enter began feeling ill from the 115, uh, and one miner actually became a zombie and attacked and killed uh, Jebediah's poor mother. Aww. Yeah, poor, poor, poor Mama Brown didn't make it. Now, Jebediah, you see, he was real curious what the hell happened down in them mines, so he ends up going into mine to get answers. Uh, he gets fucking lost, and five days later, after aimlessly wandering around that son bitch and not knowing how to get out and getting more and more corrupted by that 115 that was just all over the goddamn place, he has a vision, and two angels appear, instructing him to build what would later be known as a pack-a-punch machine. 
Uh, in-game pack-a-punch machine, you put guns in it, it makes them more strong. So, a hillbilly with delusions of an angel created a, a machine that can upgrade guns to shoot later. Jebediah, I mean, that's most been, of the, the Bible. You are a great blacksmith. You have been chosen to make a great machine. Oh, shucks, what machine is that? A pack-a-punch machine. Well, what the hell is that? Put your revolver in it and find out, you dumb fucking hick. <laughs> It'll make it pack-a-punch. Uh, three months later, uh, they returned after he's completed the pack-a-punch machine, and they instruct him to work on an Argarthian device. This device was to be comprised of three parts. <clears throat> You must gather the blood of an elder god found at the bottom of the ocean, an elemental shard created by forging four human souls to a rock fragment of 115, and this metallic device called the Vril, the Vril, uh, yeah, 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 Vril Vessel. It's, it's a hard, it, that word is hard to say, Vril Vessel. It, trying to say it the way I was, it, it messed me up. Now, Jebediah here, he's able to create the metallic Vril Vessel device, but he has no fucking way to get either of the other two fucking things. Uh, wait, wait, are so, you saying that a, a hillbilly blacksmith from 1885 can't get the blood of an elder god from the bottom of the ocean? Yeah, he ain't no Conan. <laughs> he's not Conan. He's not going around fighting gods all the time, alright? So he couldn't get that. Uh... And he was too good-natured to just kill four innocent people to, to fuse them into a rock fragment of that shit, so <laughs> he couldn't do either of those, all right? Well, he's sounding pretty useless right about now. Yeah, it sounds like they got the wrong person. Now, gentlemen, this here is where everything gets zombified. This is the first case of the timelines becoming entangled. As he creates the Vril Vessel. Meanwhile. Meanwhile. In the year 2025, if you played the map Moon, you know that Richtoven launches rockets to Earth. Fracturing Earth into many pieces, which creates a temporal rift, which is what the Apothecons wanted temporal rifts that would allow them to kind of get free. This rift and him creating that Vril Vessel, uh, well, that causes something to happen. The entire town is transported underground in Angola, and the town is immediately overrun by zombies created from this temporal rift and the Apothecons influencing what's going on, and they kill everyone. Fun fact, that is the map buried on Black Ops 2. Are you saying that the hillbilly and buried created the pack-a-punch? I'm going to not... I'm not going to confirm nor deny that. <laughs> uh, if I remember right, if if how I'm thinking and like when I was doing getting all this ready, if I if I yes, I believe so. I believe everyone got killed off by the zombies, but then because uh, 
Well, because they like to cause chaos, he got brought back as that poor hillbilly yeah. man where he loses all his intelligence and they, it's just there to torture him, basically. Like, yeah, you died, but now you're back as this brainless fucking hillbilly and you're trapped here forever in this underground town that no one will ever fucking know it's here. Uh, <clears throat> that's really sad, actually. Yeah, for real. <laughs> well, that's torture. June 30th, 1908. A meteor crashes near Stony Tungsic... Tunsica River in Siberia. Element 115 begins to permeate the area. It then begins to appear around the world over the next few decades. This begins a very, very dangerous chain of events that we would all come to know as Call of Duty Zombies. Dun dun dun! World dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <clears throat> And for reasons like this, I have guns, I have gas masks, and I have... <laughs> oh, food. yes, in case some mad German scientist in some far-off reality blows up Earth and causes <laughs> things to get all fucked with zombies, Jeremy's ready. I'm ready, damn it. <laughs> now we jump ahead to 1931 in Breslau, Poland. <clears throat> German scientist Dr. Ludwig Maxis discovers a large amount of element 115. He then forms group 935. And you'll recognize this name if you played Call of Duty Zombies. Just going to give a heads up here. The Doris facility is established in Bursalu to study the element 115. Maxi sees to use the new element to improve the human condition through advanced technologies. He invites a one Dr. Edward Richthofen who would later be known as Ultimus Richthofen, or the Richthofen who shot the Earth from the moon. So it's all uh, Ludwig's fault. Kind of, yeah. Uh, basically, th- uh, to, to clarify, this is the Richthofen that we knew in World at War, because that's what Black Ops 1 followed up to. <clears throat> uh, so anyway... <clears throat> Richthofen is asked to join Group 935 and help with the studies of Element 115. Richthofen agrees, secretly working for the Illuminati. 1939. Maxis and Richthofen begin working on the first teleportation prototype, the matter transference device. All tests yield no results. All subjects are teleported, but the chemical composition are altered, leaving them catatonic and changed. Richthofen also begins work on the Wonderwaffle DG- DG2. Oh, I love the Wonderwaffle. That is a fun as shit gun to use. <laughs> it, <laughs> it, it is my favorite <laughs> It's basically a chain lightning gun. That's what he creates. A fucking chain lightning gun, and it's fun as shit to use. <laughs> In the same I'm still year, going for the ray gun. Oh, we'll get to that. In the same year, Maxis turns to the Nazi party for additional funding. It's agreed as the Nazi party becomes fascinated by his weapons, teleportation, and his reanimated undead subjects as a means to win World War Two. Fun. I like how the fact that there's zombies and they're super nonchalant about it. <laughs> right? 
Well, you see, with this element 115, I can bring things back to life from the dead. That's kind of cool. But look over here. I have this <laughs> weapon and this teleportation. Wait, go back. <laughs> you can bring things back? Well, yes, but that's not it. Oh, no. No, here's your finding. Give us more zombies. But what about... <laughs> I, we don't give a shit about that. More zombies. <laughs> 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 essentially free soldiers that don't need to be fed or anything yeah we can take it on Russia no problem oh yeah you don't sound like they're just uncontrollable mindless fucking killing machines not at all um, <clears throat> Rick Toven and his colleague Dr. Schutzer continue working on teleportation and are even able to teleport a walnut in test 151 but alas Maxis is unoppressed and informs Richtoven that they will soon be funded by the Nazi party and that he doesn't and that they don't technic they don't really care for the teleportation they're more interested in the undead subjects and the weapons the teleportation <laughs> eh i like this i can teleport a walnut well that's very good uh, can you do anything else no just a walnut well, right. no but <laughs> i was hoping that maybe that would be good enough well, no, well, now you uh, now you work for the Nazis. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Richtofen has concerns, uh, which leads to mass defections uh, within the group. He continues working on teleportation with Schutzer behind Maxi's back. Who would have thought that Nazis would be controversial? Yeah, who would have, who would have thought? <laughs> I mean, you know, Nazi Germany, who, who would have thought that that would be a controversial thing? Not like that was a thing in history, not at all. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, so basically, uh, they, they teleported the walnut, which was the first thing that teleported without having its molecules rearranged and being useless, so it proved that they could teleport something that was organic. Uh but because the Nazis didn't really care about the teleportation, Maxis didn't. His hand was tied behind his back. He's like, they want weapons, and the other shit we're doing, they don't care about that. So, it took way too long to do that, and they don't care about it. So I'm not going to focus on it. Uh, but Rick Tobin said, "Fuck that," and continued to do it anyway. Which uh, we'll get in right now to why that was a terrible fucking idea. <laughs> Early 1940, the first human teleportation test is conducted. Richtofen, confident in the ability that it will work, uses himself. He is then transported to the moon, where he encounters that powerful Aether Pyramid. He begins to inspect the Oh, uh, yeah, you know. Yeah, we're not, we're not going to get there. We're, you know, they, they just kind of glance over that, you know, so... <laughs> um, <laughs> I assume that because it's an Aether Pyramid and because of what it can do, I assume it bends reality so that it can have somebody that can, you know... It seems like it works... Okay, let me get into this because I, I have a theory of why. He begins to inspect the device while poking and prodding. He's shocked and begins to hear voices. The voices of the Dark Aether and Corruption. He becomes obsessed with reaching Agartha. Uh, so my theory behind that is I think that because the pyramid technically is something that has reality altering things on it, I think that it alters reality. I think it acts kind of like, uh, how would I put that? Uh, like the ring from Lord of the Rings. I think it wants to be found. And because it 
technically the things that it has bend reality. I think it'll bend reality so that someone can inspect and find it and it can suit its purpose. Yeah, that makes sense. That's a good theory. So Yeah, that is. So basically, this is where Rick Tobin, as we knew him in World at War, becomes fucking insane. And he becomes obsessed with reaching Agartha because he's then immediately hears the voices of those Agarthans and like, hey, hey, you, you need to go to Agartha. It's a great place. Great this time of year. Just help us. Help us get released. Just, just help a guy out, won't you? <laughs> the first, one. first ace is free. <laughs> Rick, Rick Toven is returned to the Doris facility a few weeks later with plans for a moon station. And if, once again, of course, if you played Moon, you know it as Griffin Station. He is also now corrupted and renounces his Illuminati alignment in pursuit of Agartha. Frustrated with Maxi's another si- frustrated with Maxi's inability to help him with his teleportation, he soon finds he soon finds that there's other scientists within Group Nine Three Five that feel the same that Maxi's isn't in the right priorities. Little do they know that Richtofen uh, what his secret goal is. He doesn't tell anybody. Uh, but he gets these scientists to join his efforts. And, uh, well, kind of creates a splinter of his own. <clears throat> so let's do a quick breakdown of everything so far. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, to clarify, to catch everybody up in case you've been following along and you're just like, what the fuck? So we have the Keepers, who were essentially the gods before the universe. And then they find they create their own version of like a heaven for them so they can help make things. Uh, but of course, every ying has a yang, blah, blah, blah. There's the Dark Aether, and some of them find that. They become corrupted. What basically, essentially, they look like fucking Cthulhu-type demons. Uh, and they become very evil. Uh and they create what we call what's known as the Aether Pyramid uh, to try to suck up all the Aether, which is what they were using to create the universe, and Dark Aether, which is the opposite of all of that. It's just chaos. Uh, <laughs> yes, and once the war in Agartha is over, uh, you have all the bad, apoth- what's later become known as the Apothecons, all the demented, deformed dudes. Uh, they get sent back into the Dark Aether where they were corrupted from. Uh, but they hide that pyramid on the moon. And Richtoven, our German scientist here, uh, after completing his teleportation, ends up there and finds his fucking pyramid, and now he is corrupted. Uh, I mean, he has no idea that there's such a thing as the Apothecons or anything like that, uh, but they've just slowly filled his head with, hey, there's this great place called Agartha. You're going to love it. Why don't you, like, fuck with some things and help us get free, and we'll help you get there. Uh Rick Tobin has no fucking idea that, you know, they're actually trying to get there because they're fucking evil, but at the same time, it's a whole fucking thing. Like, he doesn't know that they're evil, and now that he's back and he has people within their own fucking research group, they have no idea that he's, you know, hearing evil voices, and that's why he wants to do this moon station. So, several months go by. And Maxis asked the Nazi high commands for more funding 
as the facility needs a resupply of 115. They not only do this, but the Nazi party also builds two additional facilities in Berlin for Group 935. The Kino facility, you'll know this as the theater map from Black Ops 1, Kino der Toten, or Cinema for the Dead, which was the first map you on know, Black Ops 1. Now, I'll, I'll admit, when I found out that like all the things were actually like German and they actually meant something, that blew my fucking mind. I was right. not a smart kid. then the asylum facility we know it as the rocked which is crazy shit son that gray the japanese army also gives up the rising sun facility or what we came to know it as shinonuma swamp of the dead or swamp of death my bad uh there was also a facility set in siberia near the site of the first meteor and another in the castle built by the old king, uh, which obviously, uh, you know, we, as I said, you go to that map in Black Ops 3, uh, which is the Der Eisendrash, or uh, which they call the base there Eagle's Nest, uh, which they make a reference to that when in-game. Uh, or, and as I said before, that translates to Iron Dragon. Uh, so that's uh, that's how those maps came to be. Uh, that's the backstory behind them. Is just they had they had the Doris facility, and then it's like, hey, we're running out of supplies. <clears throat> we are running out of supplies. We could we could use a little more funding. Oh, we'll do you more than just that. We'll we'll give you this nice little theater here, and then we'll also give you this old asylum. We'll just repurpose it because fuck everyone here. We'll just, you can use this and you can make zombies here. You can just make all the zombies you want. No one will give you a shit. Wa- you can watch the booby movies and make zombies. And then, uh, <laughs> and then because the Japanese helped the Germans in World War II, you have the Japanese army. We will give you this facility in this swamp. We don't use it, so do, do whatever the fuck you want here. We don't care. Uh, so then we get Shino Numa out of that one. Uh, <clears throat> it is the swamp of the dead, but do not mind. Just a name. Just a name. <laughs> right. Now, uh, as I said, this is going to be a multi-parter uh, because we're going to end part one here with this last little bit. <sighs> and Jeremy, you said you liked the ray gun, right? Yep. Okay, well, that'll be coming up. <clears throat> Yay! All right. 1942. Griffin Station is completed. Richthofen puts Dr. Schutzer and Dr. Groff in charge of finding a way to power the pyramid so that he can reach Agatha. Little do they know. Meanwhile, at the Rising Sun facility, Maxis and H. Porter develop the ray gun and begin working on a second-generation prototype, which we'd see in Black Ops 2. In May of 1942, soldiers return from Africa. <coughs> Africa with ancient artifacts, and they tell of a strange buried American town where they reveal they found pieces and documents of Jebediah Brown's pack-a-punch machine. And the Vril. Hmm. Oh, but you remember that Vril vessel that he made? Well, <laughs> Richthofen hands Porter the pack-a-punch pieces and the layout for it and it's like hey hey why don't why don't you make this this looks like it could be interesting all right yeah i'll get right on that just come back in about a week i'll, I'll have it done you know 
I'll, I'll get right on it. Uh, but he also discovers the Vril Vessel. Brown had also built schematics for something called a Vril Device. We'll get into that in part two. It's a dirty little thing. <laughs> June 13th. Nothing, nothing. June 13th, 1942. Richtofen's continuous time travel with the teleporter causes major temporal fucking rifts. This causes... No fucking shit. <laughs> for real. This causes Dr. Monty, the good guy, uh, he he uh, immediately notices that there's more temporal rifts occurring and decides to reach across time and nudge him in a better direction because he, he, he starts to see that he's fucking with the pyramid. And he's like, you know... No, why don't you not do that? You know, here, let's, why don't you go? Why don't you do this and do that? Uh, stop fucking with that. Um, <clears throat> one of these nudges was helping Group Nine Three Five develop special medicinal beverages: Juggernaut, Quick Revive, Double Tap, and Speed Cola. <laughs> I like the idea that using Element One One Five. He made a <laughs> a drink that made you shoot a gun better. <laughs> right, it made you shoot it your gun you, faster. Made it made your, your <laughs> made your bullets hurt twice as much. <laughs> it made you come back from the dead, but not be a zombie. And uh, the juggernaut was uh, just to make you stronger. Uh, so that's also, how those came also to doc- be in canon. Doctor, fucking Doctor Monty, how can he? Just out of curiosity, like, oh, I'm noticing a time, you know, all this fucking up time. Well, if it's from the future, of course, he would always notice it. So why didn't he notice it immediately? Hmm. Oh. Plot hole, this whole thing is, uh, this whole thing is garbage. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that was a mic drop, but you can see me dropping it. <laughs> drop the mic. We'll continue this on part two. But yeah, so we'll continue this on part two of the Aether Zombie storyline. So, so far we have the the moon map. We have Shannonuma. We have Darice. We have Verrucht. Even Kino Dirtoten. And now we've just gotten into not only the Rayguns creation... Uh, but also all those special little beverages that we get to have uh, playing the game so you can get powered up and last longer uh, and you don't fucking die by, like, round five. Uh, so <laughs> uh, but that's that's part one. That's, uh, that, that's basically the beginning of how all this starts is uh, what are essentially gods, and then you have the people that become corrupted and become, like, the devil, demon kind of thing going on. Uh, and then... Uh, flash forward into the future and you get the evil Nazi scientist that's discovers the, the giant badass fucking machine that's created by the evil people and then gets corrupted by it so that he starts causing even more chaos, traveling back and forth and shit. So uh and fun fact Man, who would have guessed an evil Nazi. Fun fact, uh when it comes to the, the theater there uh, the reason he's creating temporal rifts is uh, he kept traveling forward to 1965 to that theater. Uh, 
which uh, he was, was it like his favorite movie playing. <laughs> uh, he was more just trying to see. It's more of traveling to the future to try to find things that they don't have in the forties to bring back, so that they can incorporate with what they're doing to try to find something that'll power that fucking pyramid. But because he's time traveling the way he is, uh, he creates those temporal rifts, which is all bad. Because obviously that's how the evil Apothecons uh, can get through. Uh, so that's why Monty kind of sees this happening. He's starting to see way more fucking rifts than should be there. And is like, okay, what's going on? And then he finds Rick Tobin traveling back and forth. So he nudges him like, hey, why don't you do something better? Because like, I see this Maxi guy wanted to do things like help humanity. So why don't I help you like make these beverages? Because that'll at least do something for people. Uh, you don't need to be messing around with that fucking pyramid. You don't want anything to do with that. So stop doing that. <laughs> like, I don't care you had the pack-a-punch. I just make these fucking drinks. Stop messing with that thing. Like, like make guns more powerful and kill each other. That's fine. Use these drinks so, again, you can just kill each other. But, like, stop. Just, just stop going to the moon. Just stop it. <laughs> <coughs> but, yeah, so that's part you know, of I just want to uh, say... From all all the zombie games I've ever played, um, you can't win. Like, you die. Yeah, no, there's not winning. The only one that has, like, an actual ending, I mean, from what I've experienced, I mean, and feel free to comment and let me know if I'm wrong. Uh, but as far as I could tell, the only one that has, like, an end, a quote-unquote ending, um is just origins because if you do the Easter egg, you get all the way to the end of it instead of it continuing it, like it just ends and has the little cutscene um, that we'll get into at a, a later point with this story. So, but uh, where I was getting with that is technically the bad guys win because you yeah. always die. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And technically in that's, uh, you know, 2025 Rick Tobin bombs the earth and creates uh well, he lets the Apothecons free. So, I mean, the bad guys kind of win. <laughs> uh, which is where the timelines got really fucking confusing. Because then you got the second batch of the four characters we already knew in Origins. And then uh, Black Ops 3 and 4 zombies is those is those four traveling back through time to collect the shit they need to stop the original character. Well, not the original characters. I should say the original Rick Tobin from going to moon and doing what he did, like basically trying to stop all the bullshit that happened, uh, which I mean, obviously it doesn't work because time doesn't work like that. So, uh, you know, um, but yes, yeah, so that's just part one. We'll have part two. Uh, we're gonna do this as a multi-parter because it just it would take way too long to do it all in one episode. I we just don't have that kind of time right now. Uh, so this is just part one. We'll have part two up uh, later this week. Uh, so Jeremy, why do you like using the ray gun? It's usually just a one hit, but I I enjoy it for the fact that you know it just it's a pew pew. I mean, it's a pew pew. I can't fire in real life. It's a one hit till. <clears throat> Until a certain round, and then you have to pack a punch it. Yeah, yeah, until a certain round, then you got to pack a punch it, and then you get it for, like, two more, three more rounds, and then it's just absolute shit because they're overly powered. But, I mean, I usually go for the submachine gun and the shotgun, or or long range and a short range. Oh, well, fun fact, in Black Ops 4, they let you pack a punch multiple times. 
That really? sounds like that's a pain in the ass. Yeah, because, I mean, they've made the maps to, like, specifically be doing the Easter egg to keep going. So they allow you to pack a punch more than once so that you can keep going and going and going and complete the shit. Um, but four got f- Black Ops 4, like, let me clarify, like, that shit got weird. Because then it was four <laughs> characters that weren't any of the ones that we knew. And it was, like, a whole separate thing of, like, there's these characters trying to help with what was going on with the last game. And, like, the Easter egg thing, like, the what we're breaking down here has gotten so fucking confusing and just spider-webby that I... I honestly had to watch things to even know what was going on because I couldn't do the Easter eggs because I have no friends that play it and I was a loser and doing it by myself is so fucking much it's so much <laughs> fucking harder. Which the old games was fuck you couldn't even do shit by yourself in the old games. This one you can. It's just extremely fucking difficult. <laughs> they did include doing it by yourself. Uh but it's just fucking impossible. So um. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, I, I really enjoyed the COD games just for Nazi zombies, and that's it. And I just really enjoy, you know, Basic killing guess, zombies. I, well, you can, you know, suck a crack on that one because, uh, you know what? It was fun, damn it. Um, now you play Call of Duty. I mean, we had a lot of great. <laughs> yeah, no. thank you for your service. Thank you for Got your you. service. <laughs> Gotcha! You just got oddcasted. Bam! Uh, but no, no, like, I mean, we, we had a lot of fun doing that one. I mean, what was oh, it? No, you were, were we to... able? Yeah, split screen back then was, was still a thing, right? When we first got COD Zombies? You know, it's oh, funny yeah. you mentioned Dude, you that. You know? <laughs> For, okay. Anthony, what were you going to say? I was just saying Kino. Oh, Kino, yeah, we used to play that a lot. Uh, yeah, split screen you can still do in in Call of Duty, but it's definitely games have definitely strayed away from that, which is why like I found it so fucking funny. There's there's been like games that have come out within the past year where like their big thing is like, and now you can split screen, and it's like that used to be just a thing, like that that shouldn't be a special announcement. Like games used to be able to just do that. <laughs> God damn it! That's your big reveal. You can split screen. God damn it! My my, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna blame Dead Island. Fuck that! So me and Anthony tried playing Dead Island back in middle school when it came out, and it said that this is the bullshit thing with that fucking game. All right, it said on the fucking case one to two players and then next to it said online one to four and i'm like so me and anthony looked at each other with oh that means it's you know co-op it says co-op one to two so we got like you know split screen no it did not have split screen the co-op was a bullshit thing to have it should have only had online because you had to be online to play co-op so that was just a bullshit fucking thing to say single player co-op and online multiplayer co-op. Like, that doesn't make any fucking sense to break down if you can't split-screen. They did that with multiple uh, games during that time frame, though, and that, that caused a so lot of mayhem, and they kind of switched it. And they fixed so that, thank God. Hey, you know what was a great game to split-screen that we covered over before? Left 4 Dead? What? Left 4 Dead. Call of Duty? Left 4 Dead. Borderlands? 
Yep, Left 4 Dead. Yeah, Left 4 Dead let you. And you can system link it. Yeah, and then when they added the bot uh, for the, uh, the the zombie team and the survivor team, you could system link and have two people on two consoles and you could fight each other. Because uh, bots were yep. useless, so it was just kind of you faces your friends. But Yep. They used that to let you fun. do that too, and that's another thing that's faded away. Which I mean, yeah, there's the internet, but like, what if it's you know like a friend you just have over? You can't fucking you can't do that anymore. Like a lot of games don't let you do that anymore, and it's fucking stupid. Like literally now, yeah. if I wanted to do that, my friend would have to bring over his console or his PC and his monitor and like his monitor or his TV, whatever. And set it up, get on the internet to play the same game. I'm like, what? Like, just... Yeah. Like, why? Like, why? Like, come the fuck. Ah, especially a game that's like a co-op game. That doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, I know, right? I mean, that, that shit's kind of fucking annoying. And that's why I'm glad that we grew up with what we grew up with. Because that made the memories right there. Man, we're old. Yes, we are. We're old. Anthony, we're old. Yeah. Jeremy's the Talk oldest about one. You guys, you, yeah, I was about to say, you guys are the fucking old ones. I'm a little kid. Yeah, I joined the Army, which adds 10 years, so I'm actually 10 years older than what I actually am. Dude, welcome to being 60. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I remember back in my days when I was in there serving and flying in the country, running through the mud. Being shot at, explosions everywhere. Wow. Good old Nam. The Charlies are in the trees. Charlie's in the trees. Charlie's in the trees. Get down. Oh, well, we lost him. So, <laughs> I just want to mention here that you can find us at oddcastmedia at gmail.com. You can also find us at oddcast and on Twitter. Uh, we also uh, there's also Jammer underscore Jokey Pants on Instagram. I've been posting some things there. Uh, we also have the Facebook page Oddcast Network or YouTube Oddcast Network. And uh, hey guys, what's the other thing we have? YouTube. I'm gonna punch you. A in the great face. sense of humor. <laughs> I'm gonna punch <laughs> you both. We have Patreon. Patreon. We have Patreon. Oh. You guys can help support the show for as little as $2 a month. Uh, you know, $2 a month, it's something to help put towards us doing the show. Uh, we have the second show, Fireside Chat with Jokey Pants, we put out as well. Uh, Anthony has one that's kind of in the works of concept and things. Uh, going to Patreon helps us be able to do all these and continue to do them. Uh, as well as uh, do some more stuff with YouTube. Uh, James actually has a project that I'm working with him on right now uh, that we should have uh, that we're hoping to have up, uh, you know, this month. Uh, so that'll be something else we're gonna that I'm working on right now. Uh, but you know, go into that Patreon, two dollars a month, guys. It's just something to help out the show. Uh, we love doing this stuff, uh, and we love that you know you guys have been listening, you guys have been giving it a chance. You know, just something to help us out. Just keep that in mind. Uh, but guys, until next time, uh, I'm Jokey Pants. That's Anthony and Jeremy. Yo, yo, bunch of fucks, <laughs> worthless fucks. That is what I work with—a bunch of worthless fucks. But until next just time, just remember, kids. Just remember, kids. Mama didn't raise no bitch. Go out there and get yourself a 1911. Start killing them Nazis.
All right, so don't listen to his advice at all. And we'll be back later this week with part two of the Zombies Aether storyline. Stay hard, stay happy, and don't forget to jerk off. Signing off. What?